Welcome to the Masculine Revolution, episode three, hosted by Jeremy Brown and myself, Murphy G. This episode, we're going to be uh, tackling chapters five and six in the in the book Dangerous Good by Kenny Luck. Um, last episode, we t- we talked about chapters uh, three and four, which uh, was was a pretty pretty good episode. And uh, so we'll pick up here where we left off. Um, Jeremy, you want to take us into it? Absolutely. Chapter 5, Powerfully Affected Children. Uh, So the author's kicking off here uh, with the concept of investment in children um, goes a long way and uh, will, will... prevent a lot of strife in the future um, as they grow in, as children grow into men it, he's got a he starts the chapter off with this incredible quote short and sweet by Frederick Douglass it's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men yep. you know and I think through that and I'm like man how often do I have you know share experiences with in relationship with other guys where there's uh challenges that they're facing on a daily basis that really comes back down to you know a a lack of instruction or love or compassion or discipline that they weren't taught yeah when they were children yeah i mean too also like when i think i mean when i'm thinking about it too it's like um it's easier to instill discipline at a young age and grow up in discipline than to try to live your life undisciplined and then find discipline as an adult. Um, so I think it's kind of like the same thing. You know, it's easier to build strong children. It's easier to start good habits young than to try to instill good habits later on in life when you've already been, you know, settled into your bad ways. Yeah, and I think like, you know, this chapter right here tackles – Big, big, big stuff, uh, world-changing stuff, like community-changing community stuff, um, where uh, if, if fathers and uh, husbands pour into their children with everything that they got, um, it's not that they're going to hit it with perfection, but it's that they're intentional with their time with them in their training to, to uh, produce a child that does the same, you know, and makes the makes the world a better place, yeah. uh, is in it's it's an inspiring thing, inspiring thing, but it it's it's uh, the majority of the issues that you experience in your life is due to the lack of instruction or training that your parents, yeah, you know, didn't instill into you, and and uh, it's a humbling. Like, you talk about, you know, as I say that out loud, I'm sitting there just going through my mind on where I'm failing every day, every day, with taking the time or taking the effort with my children where I feel like, man, I just got done working all day. I just want to sit on the couch. Yeah. You know, I just want to sit down for a minute. Just give me a minute, you know. Um, And now's not the time. Right. You know, buck up, you know, do work. Yeah. In this season, when 
you have that influence and you have that opportunity with influence because if you really think about it, the time of your kids short. Right. You know, if, if, if the Lord allows, you know, you got 18 years, Yeah. which in the big scheme of things ain't much. Right. Ain't, ain't long at all. It's, it's, it's hard to do that too. Like, especially, I mean, in our line of work, being outside and the sun beats you down, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just a, a lot of variables that go into like how tired you are, you know what I'm saying? And then to come home and be able to shed that, whatever it is, the, you know, the way your mind's already going, thinking about the things you have to accomplish in the day, it's hard to like shed all those responsibilities and thoughts to come home to be, you know, playful dad who's ready to, you know what I mean? And like, I know me personally, there's, you know, there's several times where I'm just like, you know, oh my gosh, just let me eat something. It's a bath time and bedtime yet. You know, like, not because I don't love my kids, but because my head's already just like so jarred from the day that it's like, yeah, I need some decompression time. You know what I mean? Like, I need to like just relax a little bit. And, you know, sometimes it, thinking back on that time, it's like, man, I, I wish I would have sucked it up. You know what I mean? Or like, a, or, you know, maybe I could have, you know, could have done a little bit more not so not so involved in my head you know what i mean so yeah yeah one thing that i started doing that's a pretty uh i mean it works for me and um it may work for you or those who are listening um pull in the driveway put it in park and literally uh for like two minutes or a minute it's not a time thing but yeah. just sit there and be like all right deep breath i gotta tune the stuff that's going 90 mile an hour in my head. Yeah. I got to pull back on the throttle on it, gain some composure, gain some perspective, and be able to give 100% to my family when I walk in the door. Yeah. You know, and taking that just little moment just to be like, all right, go time. Yeah. You know, um, it helps rather than just whipping in and yeah. jumping just, right out of the truck. Yeah. Hey, you know. Right. Yeah. I try to sometimes I try to use that ride home too. Like I'll put on some music and just kind of like just try to. Of course, music's my my thing. That's but it's like I try to just like decompress or even think about like the good things that I can bring in. Of like, hey, look, listen, to what happened to me today? You know what I'm saying? And have that good energy. You know what I mean? To, to yeah. Share some because I want them to see too that like I'm proud of what I do. You know what I mean? Like I don't want them to think of like daddy works all day and he's you know he hates what he like you know what i mean i want to come in and be energized about what i'm doing too because i want them to have pride when it comes time to go find a job too you know what i mean so but yeah i mean definitely that that decompression time is needed you know yeah yeah and even things something that you just said you know how i don't how incredible powerful is incredibly powerful is you're setting an example of what working all day and then coming home and being where your family is like you're setting the example of what your children will do yeah. when they come home right yeah that's a that's a good yeah, pill to swallow yeah, my whole life you know what are they gonna say my whole life my dad come home and just complain about having to be at work all day you know i don't i don't want to i you know that's not how i grew up and i don't want to instill that in them either you know like being proud of what you do and showing pictures of what, what we accomplished that day and explaining it, you know, 
those are the things that show that like hey you're actually interested in what you're doing too you know what'd you have um highlighted in this first go round first first uh, part of the chapter <clears throat> my first highlight was uh several pages in um well he was kind of talking in the beginning about um taking a you know his report card home to his his mom and dad and kind of um his his teacher wrote on his report card that you know he's a good student but he just he was also a distraction and and so he was just kind of going through that story in the in the first couple of pages but my my first highlight was um children are most deeply affected positively and negatively uh, by the heart character and conduct of the men placed in their lives perhaps you've never thought about this uh, connection between children and the choices of men before but justice for most children on planet earth is one good man away similarly injustice is one selfish man away and um and so that that just kind of stuck out to me because it's true you know i mean it's like I mean, we this whole the whole reason why we're doing this, what we keep coming back to, is broken male culture and the results of what happens when men don't step up to be men. And so that's why, to me, that stuck out because it's like you have a choice to be one or the other. You know what I mean? Like regardless of what our days hold or what's going on, it's our choice to make those decisions to be either, you know, the kid that's going to be inspired by their parent to do good things or the kid that's going to be inspired by the parent to do the bad things due to the lack of whatever, you know what I mean? Fill in the blank. But that's why that one stuck out to me. Even as, even as myself, as I look into my own kids, like daddy coming home is something to be celebrated. Now in the reality of it, I don't get to spend that much time with them because they go to bed at a certain time and all that. And by the time I get home, it's a short few hours, you know, but that lets you know just how much of an impact because of maybe, you know, in comparison to my wife who's with them all the time, you know, it's like it's still this, you know, rejuvenating for all of them. You know what I mean? So it's like that's to me, it's like we sometimes don't think that we hold very much weight with them. But in reality, it is, you know, it's a major thing. So that that was what kind of stuck out to me, you know, is just one man away you know like your decisions are are gonna be the, the cause and effect of what happens with them you know yeah yeah and, it, and a lot of it comes down to is like man i you know that's a lot of responsibility and how do i stay focused on it and how do i stay consistent with it you know and that goes back to kind of on previous episodes and the conversations that we've had where it's like you know take little steps yeah be consistent with the little things but consistency is the key, yeah. you know, and don't overwhelm yourself with too much. You know, if there's too, if there's too much going on, clear your plate because your family should be pro number one priority. And if they're getting, in, if stuff's getting in the way of that, then clear it, right. you know, and as you build skill, more skill sets and you're able to balance more, you can still do well with the family responsibility and do other stuff in the mix of it. Yeah. But that's a learned thing and it takes time right. to learn that, you know? It's funny you say that too, because 
and 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 I like I'm thinking back of like friends of mine who had kids real young, right? And when maybe you know the party was still going on and they had kids young and they didn't do that anymore and even pulled away for a while, right? Where you didn't see He's like, oh, so-and-so had a kid, and now he can't do anything anymore. What I've come to realize is, you know, through having my own kids and, and doing that same pulling away from people is like, yo, it takes it takes time to get adjusted. You know what I mean? To, to be able to continue other relationships in a healthy way and still, you know what I'm saying? Like, it takes time to understand that balance. And And so now, like, now that I think about it, I'm like, Oh, it makes sense why you pull away. You know what I mean? Like you, that's a whole other life you have on your plate, and now you have to find that balance because they're number one. You know, your your family is number one priority. That's your first mission and everything. So it's like, it takes time to to get adjusted to you know having those extra hands and, and you know everybody relying on you. So just it's just funny thought that popped in my head of like thinking back of like, you know, having that dealing with that pull away. You know. Yep. And so continuing on with the, the highlight, um, he he lists some pretty alarming uh, statistics here or facts. Um, 80% of males 18 to 49 who have no children say they want to have children. 47% of all men will father a child. 70 million men in the United States are fathers. 27% of American children live separated from their father. 171 million children in the world are orphans, currently living without parents. 40 million to 42 million people throughout the world are prostitutes, 75% of whom are between the ages of 13 and 25. When you look at these figures, two things should happen. Your blood should boil and your heart should break. The blast zone of the dangerous good revolution worldwide quite literally impacts the future of hundreds of millions of children by virtue of proximity children have to the choices men make. Change starts with you. You know? And all this stuff that's going around in 2020, you know, where you can go down all kind of rabbit trails with conversation. Yeah. You want to make a positive difference. Take the first step with yourself. Yeah. You're home. Right. Yep. Do something about it. Recognize, oh, I'm failing in this area. Don't make excuses for it. Own it. Right. Own it and just be like straight up, yep. That's it. I can't make it. I I can't push it away. I can't point my finger. It's my responsibility, and I got to do something about it. And tomorrow's a new day. The next minute is a new minute. Do something about it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it is. I mean, those numbers are just like absolutely just, it, it's heartbreaking. You know what I mean? The 40 to 42 million people throughout the world are prostitutes. 75% of whom are between the ages of 13 and 25. Those are kids, man. You know what I mean? Like, 
the quote that that started the book off or the, the chapter i mean with of like it's it, <laughs> it's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men you know when you got that many in prostitution you know what i mean like that's just one one bad rabbit trail you know for you know for as far as like statistics go you know what i mean mm-hmm. and the majority of those are kids still it's just heartbreaking to me you know and it just shows how like just how necessary it is for for men to step up and be leaders in their home and and community because it's like why is that going on too you know what i mean like it's, it's broken people, you know what I mean, Continuous and continuing the cycle. It's just, it just blows my mind, you know. Yeah, I agree. So continuing on with the highlights. Um, uh, for the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah his delightful plant. Thus he looked for justice, but behold bloodshed. For righteousness... But behold, a cry of distress. He looked, reflects an uh, intentional inspection. There is everyone in the faith community, the the vineyard, and then there's there are God's sons, the men of Judah. His sons are the object of fatherly pride in in this image, his delightful plant, that he wants to show off to everyone who would visit his house. Like any father, he is looking for a reflection of the best parts of himself and his boys. He looked for justice, for righteousness, but he finds the exact opposite. The fruit of this plant is plainly and disappointingly undelightful. Behold bloodshed. Behold a cry of distress. That should uh, should send shivers down your spine as men of God assigned to a generation of women and children. We are purposed to bless. God is watching his sons, tracking their actions, with respect to others they are connected to and expecting them to deliver his justice and righteousness to them. Man to man, God wants to see a family resemblance in us that communicates to a watching world that his dangerous good boys are up to no bad, bringing what is due to those he has entrusted them to influence. If compassion is due, his sons bring it. If protection is due, his sons deliver. If dignity is due, the same. The God who loves justice and righteousness has a team on earth tasked with manifesting it, or so he hopes. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a tall order. It's a tall order, man. To me, it's like when I when I'm reading this, I, I'm just I'm just thinking of like, you know, I, it comes back to us, regardless of what we come from. You know. It, it always starts with us. So if you come come from a you know a broken home, you don't have that example. You can still choose to do better. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the same as like coming out of poverty or anything else. Like just because you're born into a situation, doesn't mean you have to continue that. You know what I mean? So I, to me, it's just it's yo. Know, we got to do better as men too to hold each other accountable. You know, I don't think I have the conversation with my guy friends, my, you know, about like being fathers, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, 
I don't think I ask them questions challenging whether or not they're spending time with their kids, you know, and, and it's not asked of me either, you know, so we have, we just have to do better as men of like holding each other accountable. You know what I mean? Like that should, that should be something we talk about. Why, why wouldn't it be, you know what I mean? Like, especially if we're, we're both fathers, like, why shouldn't we be talking about that? You know, we talk about getting better in other areas. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It's just a tall order to fill. It's just it's impossible to do that by yourself. Yeah. You know where I mean? do you start? Right. You asking where to start? I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> where do we start with, with holding each other accountable? Yeah. I mean. What does that look like? I mean, just as, as simple as I how I, I check them on their progress in, in their life. Like, hey, man, are you, you making steps forward? Or, or you, you know, you sitting idle or what? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, my friends, I always try to make sure that they're staying moving. You know what I mean? Staying in a good headspace. Even, but I don't ever check on, hey, man, how you feel like you're doing on a father? So, I mean, just the question alone. You know what I mean? Of just adding that extra angle to it. Like, why wouldn't we want to be better, you know? I don't want to offend anybody, but I think starting start just asking the question, you know what I mean? And not not shying away from it, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a level of uh, trust and relationship obviously has to be there, you yeah. know? But um, are you willing to step into that awkwardness, especially? Especially if um, they like, let's say you have a conversation with somebody, and you're like, "Hey, we we want to push each other," but then you start pushing, and it's received with like defensiveness and anger. Yeah. Then how do you respond to that? (laughs) Uh, I I mean, maybe just remind them of you know what what you talked about. You know, I mean, that's what I think, like, too. It gets to a point where, you know, maybe you have to remind somebody of, of like, hey, man, I'm not doing this to tear you down. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm here for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not against you. I'm here for you to try to help you get better, you know. And so I think if, if, you know, it might take some self-evaluation of how you approached it, too. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, yeah, I think, you know, just opening that door by, by asking the question. Sometimes people ain't going to want to talk about it. And that's all right, too, I think, you know. I don't think it's all right if you never want to talk about it, but I understand at certain points you might you might feel emotional and, you know, or whatever, something might be going on. You might not want to necessarily talk about it at the moment, but, you know, we should we should want to talk about it at some point. So... Yeah, I think I think asking the question would start. You know, I mean, this this was uh, most of this book is revealing to me is like comes back to communication. You know? Yeah, whether it be with my wife or other men or anything like that, it comes down to the the con- the, the question and and making that initial step to want to hear from you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and I also think um, here's the massive piece about the entire book. It 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 identifies. Uh, how 
superficial relationships are. Yeah. The majority of relationships that you have sure. are superficial. Because are you having real relationship to where, you know, it's not all like, hey, I'm going to point out what you're doing wrong, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of encouragement. There's a lot of just like, man, you're killing it. Keep doing it. Keep growing, blah, blah, blah. But then there's also like, hey, man, this is what I see what's going on. And are you really, are you, are you, are you ready and willing to hear those words and be like, this guy cares for me and he's not doing that at anything other than he wants to see me be better yeah. and, re- and reflect Christ more. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I think that's a few and far between, which I think is evidence of why these daggum numbers which this book is written, I don't know off the top of my head, but it was a few years ago, and it's not recent. Yeah. So I'm sure those so numbers, numbers are, are probably even I'm sure they're higher, even more. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I would say, you know, they're 100% more. And so I think that that's, that's when it comes down to, like, this community of dangerous good movement. I think um, it's lacking in a in a cultural sense because for the most part, People want to do what they want to do. Guys want to do what they want to do. Yeah. You know? And they make excuses for it because, and justifications for it because it's what I want to do. Yeah. And so, therefore, what 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 suffers from it? Relationships. Yeah. I mean, too, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not against social media, but, I, like, it should be used as a tool, but it's, it's become a replacement for real relationships. And um, I, I just think it's ad, it adds to, like, our maybe our uh, male tendency, right, is to be loners. You know what I mean? Well, now I can I can put on a, you know, I can put out something that makes me look like I'm, I might be in a really good space, you know. But really it's just a defense mechanism to say, you know, hey, I'm I'm doing good. Don't you know, whatever. I'm just saying. To me, social media also adds to the fact of like, you can feel like you're keeping up with someone because you've seen what's going on with them through social media, and so now you don't feel the need to check on them anymore because you're keeping up with them, right? I like the post, I liked it, you know, or I comment, oh, congratulations, you know what I'm saying? But in reality, like it, it's 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 really a a, a medium for disconnect you know what i'm saying like because it's replaced the you know what i mean like the real deal even like a phone call of like real interaction you know what i'm saying so i plus with times the way they are people are kind of pulling away all together so it's just it's a multitude of things man and that's why I, like this book is like a, a huge gut check for me on i mean before I read it, I thought I was doing some of the things in here I thought I was doing pretty good at. <laughs> and then I read this book and I'm like, yeah, and I'm probably not doing really good yeah. at it, you know, yeah. which is, which is great. You know, it's, it's a, it's a way to, to really move forward because as long as you feel like you're doing something right, you're probably not going to be checking for growth in it too much. You know what I'm saying? As far as like, what could I do to be, you know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. So that's why I, I really, you know, this book is really just like amazing in the fact of it's, it's, it's straight to the point about areas that, that we could, we, we can use to improve relationships 
you know, and, and accomplish the goal of what we're here for. All right, so my next highlighted area was uh, hardwired into the heart of all children is a longing to be noticed, appreciated, known. The problem is that someone has to stop, take notice, and commit energy to expressing acknowledgement personally in a meaningful way. The tragic irony is that today, being seen has never been easier and at the same time, never been so meaningless. Digital symbols, conversations, sentiments, and connections have created an epic hunger for real intimacy in people of all ages. Try as we may, the planet is having great difficulty fording the fast-flowing flow, river of social information to reach the other side, the human side. Which is kind of what I was just talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is, man, it's it's crazy, too, because I catch myself doing it, right, with, like, my kids will be playing or whatever, you know, and I'm sitting there, and then all of a sudden a notification comes to my phone. And it's like, crack, man, I just can't look away, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, ding, oh, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's like, you know, it's, it's it, it takes away from the moment, you know what I'm saying? And, and so it's just one of those things where, which I, I said on the first one, where it's like we we seem we seem like we're connected with all these people, right? So it's like we're community, but it's not. It's not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it winds up actually distracting from the real moment that you're in at the time. And so it's it's one of those double-edged swords because I don't, you know, I think it can be used for great things too. And you can stay in contact with people, but there's still that balance there. Yeah, like, discipline you know, comes in yet again. Yeah, absolutely. So, if there's not discipline involved, which the majority of people, uh, well, I don't want to make that generalization, but more times than not, it's more of a distraction than a tool. Yeah. So, are you able to use it for what it is, or does it really get in the way of accomplishing things that are more important. Yeah. You know, simple things, man. Get home. Majority of the time, whatever conversations you're going to have after 6 o'clock in the day, not always, majority can wait till tomorrow. Yeah. Put your phone on do not disturb and forget about it. It's one of those uh, easier said than done. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's, well, yeah, and that's where you, you have to. I think that's where you really have to accept it. Like, man, it's a, it's an addiction, right? And own it for what it is, right. you know. And yeah. when you put it in that kind of category, it's like, man, that's not good. Yeah, which I'll tell you something too. On my end, um, I, I've always this has like been a thing of mine, right? Is that if my phone rings, I want to answer it. Because I want to be there for someone if they need, you know what I'm saying? Like, on the same sense, nothing burns me up more than to not be able to reach someone on a mobile phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, like it bothers me because I'm like, that that is why it's a mobile phone, right? Is that you can be anywhere and at least see it or, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's I have friends and we have conversations about it where I'm like, yo, just send me a text telling me you're doing something. Don't don't ignore it. Like you know what I mean, and not 
not to get off on that tangent, but it's like, to me, it's always been one of those things where, like, if somebody needs me, I want to be able to at least be there for them, you know, which I've had plenty of instances where somebody ran out of gas or somebody needed a ride or something, you know, and if I was like any of these other folks and just pick and choose when I want to answer my phone, then you'd be left stranded. And so that's why for me, it's like, I always deal with that of like, I want to be there. I want to help if somebody needs my help, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I can't let that be the whole driving factor of like looking at my phone every time it dings, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely see what you mean as far as like, you know, it can definitely be an addiction and there's time and place for everything, you know? So I guess, you know, it's just, it's like you said, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with choosing a certain time and saying, yeah. hey, you know, I'm not going to, you know, or maybe I should just create a different notif uh, sound for like social media notifications. Yeah. And then, right. You know what I mean? That would that would solve the problem of like, you know, knowing what it was for. Yeah. You know or, you know, eight o'clock, eight thirty, whatever it may be, you know, yeah. whatever time works for you. But I've also had someone call me for an estimate at nine o'clock at night, too. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like one of those things. It's like you never know. You never know, but I think definitely like probably a different notification sound for social media because that's that's probably more of like what you're talking about. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, you, you know, we're, we're keeping the context of children. You know, I mean, if you if if you get home and you're like, ah, oh, you know, your own wine time is scrolling through, you know, the gram, the gram. <laughs> you're scrolling, you know, and right. and they're sitting there having trying to have a conversation with you, you know. You know, dad, 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 and you're sitting there just, yeah. you know, are you going to even remember what you're looking at the next day? Yeah. Nah. And why do you care? And why does it <laughs> flipping matter? Exactly. It's a rabbit trail, man. Don't get yeah. me started. <laughs> do not get me started. All right. Moving on. Um, so the, the next, next highlight part I have is um, the father... Son and Holy Spirit are intimately connected already. They are not needy or broken and in need of repair. This event was for our sake, to show us how we can achieve, experience, and reproduce that same intim intimacy of the Trinity in our own hearts and in our own relationships with all those we are called to love. Um, God's modeling here shows us what every human, especially a child, needs from the men in their lives if you want to be a father or already have kids, pay very close attention by asking yourself two powerful questions. Have I personally experienced what is being described? Am I following God's example with the children he has placed under my care? I like the, 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 the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, um, you know, in, in the same, right? So we look to God, you know, to be a good, a good father, a good son and to be a good spiritual leader you know what i'm saying and it's awesome that it, it's like all three of those can be they're, they're all wrapped up in, in what god is and those are also the perfect examples for what we need to be as men you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. that that's i think that's why that section stuck out so so close to me you know yeah i would agree he models the perfect relationship Am I following God's example with the children He's placed under my care? You know this 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 entire I mean everything you read is just a total gut check. You know this whole chapter is 
he just highlights, man, there's so much things, you know, that I invest my time in that takes precedent over my children that shouldn't. Yeah. But on on the flip side of that, too, some of the things that that might take precedent, I, I wouldn't say take precedent over them, but, like, sometimes, like, we can't be impactful in the world if we don't, you know what I'm saying? Spend, yeah, agree. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, a slippery slope. Like, I don't like, I'm, I'm still a, a man in the world. Right. And I'm still, I'm still Murphy, but I, I am also a father, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, yeah. And you're also being a father by the things that you do outside, away outside from, right. That's what I mean. And, that, like, and, and your family's observing that and going, yeah, you know, this is what my dad stood for. Yeah. You know, and he was passionate about this, and he poured into other folks with it, and on and on and on. And so yeah. it's they're learning from just watching you rather than just you spending specific time with them. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, because even in my own life, like, you know, um, running into somebody who, you know, had dealings with my dad from the past, and I hadn't seen this person in years, you know, and then I run into him again, and then, and then they tell me a story about a meeting that went on and where my dad stood on it. You know what I mean? And so it's like that never I would have never known anything about that and how he stood and where he stood on it and the and how it actually affected a whole another man. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like, you know, things that sometimes maybe take precedent is also laying the foundation for, you know what I'm saying, for what, what's to be remembered the legacy and when i hear a story like that now i know what kind of man my dad was and now i need to live up to a certain expectation you know what i'm saying yeah of, of, and it gives me a better understanding of what it is he stood for or stands for you know what i mean so but it's definitely one of those things which one of my highlights in the next chapter he says you know your first mission is your family and so we can't get caught up in doing 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 everywhere else and and neglecting our our home so there's definitely that that balance there that needs to be had yeah my next highlight i have uh you know a strong moment with god or a fellow human has occurred when you feel affirmed for who you are without comparison or reference to anyone or anything else the result intimacy and peace um the doubt is gone if people, especially children, don't receive authentically strong moments like that, they will, out of fear, move to create their own moments of recognition in unhealthy ways. The soul needs filling, which is why we call such an, uh, an adult or child needy. In the absence of strong moments, a sense of specialness and the peace emanating from this connection from a father or father figure, the need to know takes over. The National Center for Fatherhood Research suggests that a broken quest to be seen and accepted in some form of community ensues until it's found. Regardless of the potential negative or harmful natures of these com- those communities, fatherless children are twice as likely to be incarcerated, four times more likely to have an out-of-wedlock birth, twice as likely to drop out of high school, four times more likely to commit suicide, 90% of the homeless in runaway population, 80% of violent rapists, and 63% of youth suicides. 
dude. I don't, I don't, I do not know how to hit, hit it home any more than that. I mean, these, these two separate things of listing these like statistics are crazy, man. We got to do better as men. Like 90% of the homeless and runaway population come from uh, fatherless children. You know what I mean? Like a father not being in the home. This is the direct result of that. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to say, you know. I mean, it just identifies the responsibility of men in the home. Yeah. Where homes that do not have a father, 90% of those homes, fatherless children, end up homeless and runaways. Yeah. 80% violent rapists? Of the of the homeless. Of the homeless. That's what it's saying. Of the Of the homeless, 90% of the homeless... Came from fatherless children. Yeah. Homes. Right. And 80% of violent rapists are from fathers. Like, that's ridiculous, man. That's insane. Yeah. Like, the, like I don't know how, how much more proof you need to understand the, like, and I'm not saying any of this to say that, like, oh, the mother is not important, you know, but I'm, I'm saying, like, like, there's obviously a very, you know, special thing about the father being in the home that produces a, like a healthy and balanced adult. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is, that's alarming. 63% of youth suicides. That's heartbreaking. man. Yeah. Because God knows exactly how he made us, that fathers would abandon their own and that gaping holes of the soul would be produced. He orchestrated a massive movement in time to let all men know for all time that he sees us and loves us personally. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It is the most famous verse in the Bible for a very good reason. It is the moment we all long for. At the heart of the gospel is the heart of a father who couldn't stand the idea that any of his creations would not be seen and feel their worth. So he initiated and intentionally sent us a message in a moment that we could see, feel, internalize, and accept so that we could experience worth and peace. This experience with the Father, this adoption into the family of God, this encounter is the bedrock of the dangerous good revolution, both personally and interpersonally. Power, powerful, powerful, powerful. I mean, I love people, but... You know, my son ain't dying for nobody. You know what I'm saying? So, for him to be able to to do that, just like, is is inconceivable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around it. Other than to be blown away by the amount of love shown through that act. You know what I'm saying? Greatest act of love. And and it's like, and through that. Not only, you know, not only does he save us, but he also gives us, shows us that we belong. You know what I mean? Like, no matter no matter what you've been through or whatever, like, that should stand out to, to you that, I mean, how amazing is that? That God created the universe, right? And still thought to make you, and not just make you, but also just, like, just care about you 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 know what i'm saying like personally you you know what i mean it's just it 
it's just mind blowing, man. It's just, yeah, and then he hands over the freedom to say what you gonna do with it. Yeah, and it's a free choice. That's that's insane. That is insane, man. Because it's like, not only did he not only did he let his only son die, but he let his only son die in the most you know inhumane way probably to go. You know what I'm saying? To just degrading no honor you know what i'm saying just the way that they treated him and he knew he was doing that and that you would have the choice to even to not even accept it <laughs> to just squander it away or just turn away from it completely and he knew that and it was still worth it it's, it's powerful yeah it's hard to grasp the um gravity of it. Similarly, children need to be seen, believed in, intentionally loved, and secured on the inside by the man in their lives that matter most, their father, blood or otherwise. By his own example, God says we need a strong moment of acceptance from him, and we need to create strong personal moments of acceptance for children. Yeah, this is something to... Um, this is something too that you know we have to remember as parents. Um, it's it's uh, it's great to discipline, but there also has to be like you know praise and you know affirming that hey this is it validation that they're on the right track. You know what I mean? Because they are just still children. You know, yeah. and sometimes it's hard. Like I know sometimes I can be a little bit much with with Aubrey just because I know she's intelligent and I want her to do well, you know. And so I'll, like, ask her questions. But, you know, I, I just have to take a breath sometimes and realize, like, yeah, she's only four. You know what I mean? Like, because you can get carried away at times because you not, – not because you want to, like, hurt them or anything, but I'm saying, like, you, you're like, I know you can do better. You know what I mean? It's like, I know you know better than this. Like, what are you doing, you know? And so it's it's easy sometimes to be just – you know all correction and just no don't do it like that don't you know but i gotta remember sometimes like hey you know which we do a good job of i feel like but you know just all you know very proud of you you did great you know i thought that was awesome you know what i mean like things like that mm -hmm. just to give them that boost of you know it's all right you know what i mean like even even when she messes up well you know we we, we tell her like you're an amazing kid you just made a mistake you know what i'm saying it's just kind of always like reaffirming that, like, hey, people make mistakes and that's fine, you know. But I'm, they need that. I mean, I know plenty of, plenty of people who got all the correction in the world but didn't get any of the praise, and you know, they're they're as wounded as somebody who never got any correction. So it's just a good. There's a balance to it, you yeah. know. Yeah, and then each child's different. Yeah, for sure. So then you throw in a whole nother, for sure. you know. Yeah. Part of the equation that <clears throat> you know what worked on. Yeah. So and so worked on you know. Right. Worked one, on the next. One might be a little bit more tender than the other, and so you can't you can't just it's it's not a blanket thing you know you can do. Yeah, which is where I think you just have to. Um, again, you just got to embrace the process and be like, all right, you know, I messed up here, or I, you know, it's 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 a constant analyzation of what comes out of your mouth and then how do you react with your attitude all that kind of stuff it's it yeah. it's constant 
And if you're not looking back and doing like debriefs on, you know, hey, how do I react here? You know, could I could I have done it different? What kind of reactions did I have, you know, from my children in that response or in that circumstance? And if you're not thinking about it, you know, then how will you ever identify how to be different? Yeah. Or, or even like treat, you know, or do positive affirmation with, you know, one child one way and, and another or another, you know. Yeah. Um, it takes practice and you can't. You can't you can't you can't sit there and be like, all right, um, it's too hard, you know. I'm just don't give up, you know. Yeah. It's too much. No, I just one step at a time again, you know. Right. Tackle it. Well, I didn't respond too well on that one. And then, how are you having are you having conversations with your children when that happens? Yeah, and your spouse too. Like, yeah. I feel like we should, you know. It, you can at times you can be too hard on yourself too to where like. You feel like, like I know, you know, sometimes I can feel like I'm like, man, I, I've been at work all day and now I come home and I'm having to give correction. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's good to have that conversation with your, your wife or your husband or whatever, you know, um, just like, hey, you, you know, you think I handled that all right? Or like, yeah. you think I went a little. I'll tell you something that in all that topic that I've started doing and I've, and, you know, my kids aren't teenager or anything, anything yet, but. Um, you know, preteen ages, you know, and uh, I've started having conversations of expectations, like just in a conversation wise, not in a moment of, oh, you messed up, but like even before we get there, like, hey, this is kind of what, you know, mommy and daddy are, are expecting out of this situation. Yeah. This is kind of how you need to handle yourself before the circumstance even happens. So that then if you get a different result than what's anticipated, then you can come back and not be like, what the heck were you doing? Right. You know, you sit there and be like, hey, what what conversation do we have? And majority of the time they can be like, well, you know, you said this. And it's like, oh, yeah. so you did know. Right. You know? So did you choose something otherwise? Yeah. Okay. Walk me through that pro- process. Sometimes they'll choose things differently because – it needed a different choice. Right. You know, it needed to go a different direction. And I'm like, wow, well, that's, that's a great perspective. Sometimes it's like, no, you needed to stick to this, right. you know? Yeah. Um, and then, the, and it's been cool to watch how, you know, my oldest two respond to that. Uh, because you see it in the next time. And it's not perfection, you know, by any means. Of course. But you see it the next time where all of a sudden you see a, a moment of hesitation of, I'm going to think this through for a second. Okay. I need to do it like this or I need to act like this or I need to adjust my attitude, whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And all of a sudden you're like, okay, it's processing. Yeah. You know, and to raise children that can look at challenges in front of them and say, okay, there's a solution, but I've got a make a decision confidently and move forward in that solution. Um, you know, that's, that's a, that's a challenging, challenging thing to do. And yeah. you see a lot of the times, you know, um, in relationships where really confidence and, 
Yeah, I mean, really, when I think about it, it's just confidence, like just moving forward in a decision and being like, all right, this is my decision and I'm going to move forward, whether right or wrong, but yeah. I'm going to move forward on it and try it. Right. That's a, that's a, you just don't see in a, in, a, in too many adults. Right. You know, so it makes me reflect back where it's like, man, you know, what kind of instruction were they receiving as children that embedded that where it's like, you know, to take a step forward confidently right. wasn't there. And so how can I apply that to my children to say, hey, I want to instill that. Like, I don't, you know, even if it's wrong, let's discuss the wrong side of it and then learn from it. But make a step forward. Like, don't just be, like, paralyzed. Yeah. I think that's where that, like, you know, affirmation comes in. And why it's so important of, like, you know, even wrong or right, whatever it may be, you know, you still need that affirmation of, like, Yep, people make mistakes, and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to to make the mistake. You're still a good person. You're still a good kid. But, you know, it's, so it's like because that's what breeds the confidence of, like, I can mess up and I'm, I can play the next play. You know what I mean? And, and so I think that's why it's, like, it's such a major piece to even, – even in the discipline, it still has to be from a place of love and, and yeah. like, affirming what you are good at or else – I mean, like I said, it's going to send them the opposite way, you know. Yeah, and 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 I think it's mainly in the method of discipline that 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 that, that takes place. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, if discipline that they're receiving is always emotional driven, it's hard to pull logical thought processes from an emotional reaction. I mean, it's it's almost impossible, I would say. Yeah, that's... You know? Because if you're on the receiving end of an, an emotional reaction that's being applied, like, let's say, in the context of discipline, yeah. then it's like... Sometimes they they may know, but sometimes they may not even know what the heck they're getting yelled at or fussed at or what, however yeah. you may discipline, you know? and it's But if it's emotional-driven, so, you know... Having, like, calm, collective conversations yeah. that is discipline. Yeah. But not allowing that emotion, man, to just rule you. Yeah. Like, like, I I agree with you. Um, I agree with you uh, to a certain extent, too, of, to where the point – well, the thing that I was thinking about and I'm sitting here laughing in my head is because um, Brittany loves to – loves to explain everything which i'm all for it you know but there's a time where i need you to react right and if your first reaction is to always ask me why or to look for an explanation when i tell you something what good is that going to do if you're in the road and i say there's a car coming i need you to react first and then we can talk yeah and so that's where I, I was just not, well, not even that you were saying that, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I was just laughing in my head because me and Brittany talked about it all the time. Of like, we would say, all right, it's time to go. And instead of putting on our shoes, it's, where are we going? What are we going to do? And it's like, hey, let's, let's get on the road. We'll yeah. talk about it in the car on the way, you know? <laughs> and then it's to the point where we're like, you're three. I don't have to explain it to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. You can take it too far for sure. But yeah. but, but uh, even in moments of complete and utter, like, 
hey, I'm going to raise my voice and be direct. Yeah. There's still emotion or yeah. self-controlled. Agreed. You know? For sure. And what comes to my mind is, like, examples of, like, sports. You know, me growing up, like, on a wrestling mat, um, you know, you coach yell out, you know, there's the ankle pick. It's there all day. You know, and you're sitting there in a match getting it, getting it, getting it. And he says it again, and you don't do it, and, and you've missed two opportunities that you're setting it up, you know. <laughs> yeah. And and he's not necessarily emotional about it, but he's like, there it is. Right. There it is. Yeah. There it is, you know. And it's like, no, you got to do it, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's a time to be, you know, direct for sure. So um, continuing on with the the highlight, I have um, and a voice from heaven said, "This is my son." After the best moment of public re- recognition in human history, uh, the heavens opening, the Holy Spirit gently f- falling upon Jesus like a dove, and a supernatural light targeting on Jesus, the best words ever spoken to a man started to follow. The pride is palpable, and the exchange of hearts begins. This is my son. What every human being craves, especially children, is to be personally and enthusiastically claimed by name. In this moment, God has everyone's attention. Now what? He says what every child hopes the one person they look up to the most will say. He's mine. Yeah, I definitely think being proud of your kids is is, is definitely an important thing. And they should know that you're proud of them. You know what I mean? Um, just like an example, uh, my dad's birthday was yesterday. Uh, happy birthday, Dad! Um, <laughs> we went we went bowling, and uh, you know Aubrey Aubrey wanted my help the first first couple of times, and then she asked me, you know, can I do it by myself this time? I said, Yeah, sure, go ahead. You know, and she rolled the ball and, and knocked almost all the pins off of there, you know. And she immediately turned around looking for a high five and everything. And after we did that, it was, like, contagious. You know, she wanted to give me some, give me some to everybody, you know. <laughs> She'd stand up there and cheer them on. And it was just a great thing, you know. But it, And it starts with just, you know, celebrating with your kids too, you know what I mean? Like, like we'll be kicking the ball around. She's not great at it. But when she does do it good, you know what I mean, we make it a, a good deal. So it's like – who who doesn't want to be feel like they're you know what I mean like they're making progress or like somebody's proud of them you know what I mean so it's definitely an important thing I feel like you know you don't want to feel like nobody notices anything you know and that's a heavy like regardless if there's two parents or not like that's a heavy weight you know to feel like nothing you do grabs the attention of the ones you love the most you know what I mean and so it's I, it's it's important definitely to to build them up when they do something, you know what I mean, and make it a big deal. I think. Oh yeah. I agree. He 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 rolls into like coming off of that topic. Um he rolls into that children have simple and powerful filters for internalizing and recognizing whether or not they are worthy of love. He lists three things, time, talk, and touch. You know, and and uh, I think what I've learned here recently <clears throat> that's been pretty powerful in my personal life with my children 
is a lot of the times I find myself just being the parent from the perspective of you need to just listen to what I have to say. Yeah. Um, Not because I'm like running around like I got it all figured out, but just it's easier to put yourself in a perspective of not listening to what their thoughts are or their perspective is of whatever the circumstance in front of you is. And what's crazy is, is if you take the time to listen, most of the time it shocks me. I'm sitting there like, man, that that actually makes yeah solid sense. Right. You know, but like, you know, my son's about to turn 10 next week. And it's, and so, you know, in your mind, it's just like, oh, they're children, but they're human beings with a mind mm-hmm. and creativity and God's given them gifts and talents. Um, and so are you... Are you taking the time to actually listen to some thoughts that they've got? Because if you do, be willing to bet that, you know, it'll it'll make you think, like, man, I did not expect that to come out. Yeah. It'll blow you away sometimes, <laughs> for sure. Or it's like hearing how their mind works, you know, like, you know, you you wouldn't even think to ask a question like that. And it's like, that's it's cool that you thought about it in that way, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and how incredibly similar I am. Yeah. You know, where I think, you know, you, you get into your mind where you're like, oh, you know, we're adults, you know. But, like, they'll have the same feelings and same thoughts and that I do. Yeah. But they manifest differently because we as adults have learned what to filter out and what <laughs> not to filter out, you know? Yeah. Um, but they're the same. Right. Which is why you see a lot of these statistics in this chapter where it says, you know, all these, like, ridiculously sad, you know, and it comes down to selfishness, you know? Yeah. And so you got your two-year-old that you take a toy away from it because it's time to get t- from him or her because it's time to go to bed, and they're like, pitch an everlasting fit. Right. Just like somebody just stabbed him in the thigh with a knife, you know, just, uh, the world's <laughs> falling apart because yeah. you took the toy away, you know. But yeah. yet, as, you know, grown men grow up, and they and they leave their families, they you know, they, they have multiple children, and they walk away from it because of why? Because right. they want to do what they want to do. So their fit is no longer necessarily laying on the ground and kicking and screaming, but it's walking away. Yeah. Which is has more repercussions and consequences than kicking the floor. Yeah, I mean, or just, you know, serving their, their own interests, you know what I mean? Like, that's no different than what a child does. Like, not, the only difference is a child doesn't do it from a, like, a selfish point. It just doesn't know any better. You know what I mean? Like, they they just their whole world is what I want. Mm-hmm. But if you never grow out of that, you know what I mean? That's why you have people just walking away from, from kids and you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like they've never grown out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Which takes you down a whole nother little rabbit trail that, I, that comes to mind where, um, you know, write a passage, you know, take it, take, take just in the, in the, in the context of, uh, a, a adolescent becoming an adult. You know, in our culture of America, 
we don't really have a necessarily accepted rite of passage that's culturally takes place where you go back in history and that was something that took place you know on a common on a, on a common thread and America doesn't have that and so this we see this extension of adolescence into adulthood you know and you got everybody sitting down there going oh well, you know these millennials you know yeah um and it's like well before you complain about it let me ask you a question did you did did you take the effort to teach them how to be adults and then give them the responsibility to be an adult yeah and then allow them to have success and failures to be an adult you know or did you put a cell phone in their hand at 12 and said here you go and no responsibilities, no, you know, consequences to particular activities, all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know your answer, but yeah. did you, you know? And I mean, something that I think about, too, is like, has, with the technology and, I mean, we're beyond blessed in this country with all the things that we have that, you know, even, even, you know, like air conditioning and stuff like that, you know, I mean, that's like a bare minimum that we feel like we couldn't live without, right? But it's like, if you think about all the things that we're privileged to have, right, and that we grow up with, like, that has to take some kind of effect on, on that, that whole, like, rite of passage thing as far as, like, growing up, you know what I mean? Because it's like, comfortability in, and in, and in, in all that is like, so, so we give our kids, you know, we try to strive to give our kids the best, you know what I mean, of, like, whatever. But is that is that ha- actually, like, affected the the male culture well? You know what I'm saying? Or, like, a part of growing up because comfort and everything has been, has, has become such. Expected. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, like, like, used to, you know, I guess, like, I'm thinking about, like, like you know, I guess thinking about the movie 300 when you know it's like Edward Spartan kids you know it was thrown to the wolves you know what I mean it had to come back it's like as we move farther away from and like the cavemen and you know what I mean like not cavemen but like the more we get away from actually having to like hunt kill you know what I mean like and everything's readily it starts chipping away yeah, at the at raw that. elements yeah, of the life. Yeah, the raw elements of life. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, it's, that's definitely got to contribute to it, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's the curse of sin. You know, I mean, one of the curses of sin was, hey, you're going to have to toil of the land and work for what you get. Yeah. And so then, look how much effort has been placed into. Hey, how do we get around this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and even if we do, because yeah. God's given us incredible talents and gifts yeah. of creativity, and it's just a reflection of his just immense power that he's placed in human beings' minds to create what we have. It's still in an effort to get around yeah. The consequence. And so, no matter what we do, the consequence is still there, it, no matter how hard we try. And so, it just continues to evolve in in an erosion of, you know, culture 
but there's no there's no fixing that. That's why I mean Jesus already fixed it. Yeah. You know, there's no fixing it because it's already been fixed. The solution's already been provided, but it's you accept it or you don't. Yeah. You know, and so um, what it, what what this is this entire book is dedicated to is to say, hey guys, if you believe in Jesus, you, you believe Jesus is the Son of God and that He d- died and rose again for for all for the forgiveness of our sins and for us to be with God for eternity and that is the only way that that's possible is through his blood right if you believe that are you living are you putting effort into being the what you were created to be through Christ right you know accept it that the only way to be a part of this movement is to humble yourself and be obedient to someone who's already provided the answer. Yeah. The perfect the the, the perfect uh role model for how that's supposed to look, you know what I mean? Like as imperfect as we are, the closest we can get to being ready for that would be, you know, living out the example that he's talking about here. You know what I mean? You know, owning, owning those responsibilities. Yeah, and you can you can read this book, you know, as a self-help perspective, you know, and, and be a better person. But that's not what it's about. Yeah. You know, you're not going to accomplish this, and you're not going to make an impact on the world without accepting the fact that Jesus is the answer. And if, if you can rest on that and accept that and be obedient to it, then your failures won't it's not that they don't have an impact but of course you're going to fail yeah. you know so the expectations are on Christ but we, we have an expectation to, to strive toward excellence and perfection yeah. even though we're not going to hit it you know um, and your children's in, is, is the first the first responsibility the, the greatest the, the greatest experience of discipleship will be through your children yeah. and your wife. Because there are no other... They're, they're built in... There's a built-in intimacy that you cannot reach with anybody else. Yeah. No matter how close you get, you know, we, with, with your other guys that are relationships, like, they're not your blood. Right. And flesh. And and so you just you know you can't waste it, and it's easy to do, it's easy to waste, you know, because we've got so much distractions, so many different opportunities, so many different avenues that you can go down, and you can even be involved in good things, you know, that aren't necessarily negative, yeah. you know, um, and it can still have a negative impact. So you know it, it for for me with with the with the children aspect it, it it really comes comes down to personal perspective of just am I moving am, am I moving things out of the way that are that are just that distractions you know on a consistent daily basis and am I putting priority on leading by example not necessarily just devoting a hundred percent of my time to sitting in front of their face but are they in the back of my mind 
as I'm going to work and I'm striving for excellence and professionalism in what I do and will they experience that repercussion of that momentum at home because it all overlays yeah you know it's it's a fight and you, and you gotta be willing to you know strap up yeah and I, th- I think too like I think we all want to feel like we're important right especially as men we want to feel like what we do is important who we are is important or you know we want to f- find validation as a man of like leaving a legacy you know and I feel like a lot of times people look over the number one way to leave a legacy which is be to pour into your kids you know um and and that's why it's like i mean everything going on right now in 2020 everything going on right now like the problems that are at hand are problems that happened way before everybody that's alive right now you know what i mean but it's it's things have slipped through the hands of of it not being taken care of in the home you know what I mean? And maybe men focusing other elsewhere or turning a blind eye. But if we want to make a difference, it starts in our home and with our kids and teaching them the right way because they're the next ones up, you know. And and so, once again, it comes back to the, the men being men in the home and leading the home in the right way, you know. Like all the people who, you know, Oh, I have to raise my kids up in this world these days. Yeah, but what an incredible opportunity! That's what I'm saying, man. Like, what, what a, if anything, it should be an encouraging moment of like, hey, we can, we can finally take steps in the right direction of getting this right, because now I can, I can have these tough conversations with my kids and make sure that they don't carry on in the same way that these people in the past have that have caused all this hurt. You know what I mean? And so that's why I'm like, I I know that people get caught up into doing things out, out in the world, you know, and want to be validated and important. But if you want to make an impact on the world, you know, impact your kids first. You know what I mean? Take care at home. Make sure home is straight. Last question you ask in this chapter. What's the first next step for you in powerfully affecting the next generation of dangerous good men? So you hear all this conversation, you read this chapter, you read this entire book, and you're like, man, I'm on board. I want to be a part of this. What do I need to do? What's my first step? And I think that um, that's different for every individual. Yeah. So it's not like, well, check this box. You know, that's not my answer. My answer is... Analyze your values and your time. And is it rooted in legacy living? Yeah. To be a part of something that's bigger than yourself and being content with the gifts and talents and the street and the and the strengths and weaknesses that you have, recognizing them, owning them, and then pressing forward for continued growth and being content. With that, like that—that—that's my role. You know, this yeah. is my lane. You know, right. um, not caught up in comparing or wishing or 
any of that kind of stuff, you know. And yeah. then taking a look at that evaluation and looking at your and looking at you if you have family, if I mean if you have a family, if you're planning to have a family, I mean I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's like 47%, nearly 50% of the men that are on earth are going to be a father. Yeah. So your chances are high. Yeah. You know. So if you're not there yet, go ahead and start preparing your mind. Yeah. I I love I love that your answer to that which, you know, what's the first step or the the first next step for you in powerfully affecting the next generation of good men. You know like I guess when you first said that, my mind was starting to go to things of like, all right, what can I do for my kids? But your response was is self-evaluation of making sure that the way that you're living is already lining up to set up for that, which to me it's like that's perfect. I mean, the first step should be of checking myself. You know what I mean? So that that really was like stuck out that, that you – that was the way your mind went. That's a, that's a great I, – I love that. I love that. Yes. Just this it's leadership, you know. Yeah. Recognizing that you got it. Even if you're not necessarily deemed in a position of it, you're leading somebody. Yeah, absolutely. But I know we were gonna we we were gonna go tackle five and six. But yes, I, I don't know what our time's at, but I know we we done got yeah. into it. Which yes, right. this chapter with the kids, man, it, I mean with children it's 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 huge. Yeah. It's huge, huge. And so, um, you know, I think, you know, just thinking through it, I I think you, not speaking for you, Murphy, but I think I'd like to end it on that, on this this one, just so you can digest it. For sure. Um, There's a lot of weight. Uh, There's a lot of responsibility, um, you know, and it's something that you can just skim over. Uh, and fill your fill your mind and time with so much distraction that you're you're missing moments that are they're there. It's yeah. whether or not you recognize them, they're there. Yeah, and the next chapter also is is really heavy too. So I know I could talk talk about the next chapter for another you know hour and so. So yeah, I definitely I'm I'm on board with the. We can stop here for now. Um, definitely a lot to take from that one. Um, I'm really just I, I don't know I guess humbled by all this stuff I'm just humbled just uh, uh, extremely grateful that I had you know I had good examples growing up you know looking at all these statistics even the, even the I mean the mess I made you know what I mean with, with my life and choices but it's like I, I at least had that that foundation of examples to look at and so um, just reading all of this, you know, when it comes to my kids, man, it, it's definitely a, a heavy weight to carry, you know. But it's good knowing there's a standard of of what I need to be striving for, you know. So. Yeah, and I think I think that's where, uh, you know, circling back, just embrace the process. Yeah. Embrace it. Don't look at it. Don't get overwhelmed by it. Look at it as. Um, that's what it's all about is the process but the responsibility of embracing that pro- the responsibility to embracing that process is when there's failure experience or success experience 
analyzation and reflection is always needed. Yeah. No matter what, review it, debrief on it, and then put some thought in that process of what drove to cert- you in particular actions towards your children, towards your wife, your family. Um, and out of that, you know, I think God uses it, you know, knowing that, you know, we rely on Him, that, you know, the American way, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, there's a time to get after it. Yeah. But you're going to ride on Christ's shoulders. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, you are a, you are His son, you know, and own it. You know, biggest thing I, you know, emphasize to, you know, y'all listening. This book is incredible with practical application, which I am a massive fan of. Um, And so if you're not reading it, you're just listening, great. But the challenge is read it. Highlight your own things that stand out to you. Um do so while we're talking about it. We're all, we're going into chapter six, so we're halfway through. I think there's ten chapters in this Joker. Yeah. We're gonna start on the back half this next this next podcast. Catch up, you know. Jump in, masculine revolution at gmail dot com. Give us some feedback. Um, give us some thoughts on you know what's standing out to you. Um, we love we love to hear it. We'd love to hear it. Murphy, you got anything else? That's, I think that's going to be it. Um, I mean, just to kind of double down on what you said, I mean, we could read this book word for word, you know. I mean, honestly, it's, it's just it's got that much good stuff in it. But, you know, we encourage you all to, to definitely take take it on yourself to, to go get the book and, and read it. We hope to hear from you in uh, MasculineRevolution at gmail.com. Uh, thoughts, comments, pushbacks. But until next time, join the family.